Welcome in Rob Tichkowski from Post Media. Good morning, Titch. Hey, thanks. how's it going? Good. Thanks for hopping on again on an early, like a late game, early morning for you. But I know you're at the gym on the treadmill, probably five, six in the morning. Hey? <laughs> yeah, I was looking out the window at 7 a.m. I go, what's everybody doing up? Where's everybody going? I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have been in my uh, line of work for 33 years doing it, get going to work at 3 p.m. Oh, so yeah, it's like living in the zombie apocalypse, right? You're rolling into work and there's yeah. nobody on the streets. Yeah, exactly. And same same kind of coming into work now. There's really no one. It's the exact opposite now. Uh, you know, I was getting home at midnight and now leaving the house early in the morning. Again, kind of same thing. But, uh, well, just your your general thoughts on a game that, you know, a lot of people could have, you know, when, they, when they're when they dissecting it. And, and, and Matthias Ekholm even probably said it best. Could have went either way last night. Oh yeah, it was it was a it was a coin toss for sure. But uh, I know there's a lot of two one games where you want to you know cut off your ears and shove it in your eye sockets because you can't yeah. watch it so boring, right? Like teams are playing just not to get scored on. These were two really good, talented teams getting after it. Like they were trying to score, but at the other end of the ice, uh, they were sacrificing everything to you know prevent those goals. And it was just a really gritty hard fought high intensity playoff hockey game it was just just a great 60 minutes of hockey last night that yeah easily could have gone either way or there's or there's uh had a ton of chances and Aiden Hill made it you know a ton of great mm-hmm. saves so you know you know they lost it uh 3-1 with the empty netter but yeah very easily could have gone Edmonton's way and we're talking about a, a different storyline today a real different storyline uh, as the 16-game winning streak has come to an end. Rob Tichkowski, Post Media, our guest on Sports 1440. Did parts of the game, segments of the game, little moments of the game remind you of similarities uh, compared to last year's playoff matchup, especially in games three and four? Yeah, yeah. Edmonton sort of rolls out of the gate with that adrenaline and, and they get off to the early start and then and then Vegas just kind of shows you why they're the Stanley Cup champions and, and, you know, why they won that series last year. You know, they're this patient, calm team that'll give you something but won't give you everything and they slowly worm their way back into the game and push back and they get the goaltending and they get the, the timely goals and, uh, you know, everybody makes mistakes around their own net but Aiden Hill made a couple of you know, really sensational saves. And, you know, poor Leon Dreisaitl, it was like the whole net was made out of skills competition targets. Like he couldn't, he couldn't uh, buy one yesterday. And, you know, if he, if he buries a couple of those, it's a, it's a different story, but these are, you know, two really close teams. And, you know, frankly, they're probably going to meet in the first round of the playoffs this year, unless somebody catches Vancouver. So, uh, or there's going to have to figure this one out because you have to remember too, Vegas was missing three of their best guys and they still came away with that win. So, you know, as much as Edmonton has a good streak going and as much as that was a really close game, Edmonton does have to get to another level if they're going to beat Vegas over seven games. Yeah, and I misspoke. I meant games five and six from the playoffs last year. And, you know, last night, when you look at how Vegas wanted to match lines, for the most part, they did it all night. And uh, Butch Cassidy, he likes that angle. He likes that uh, part of his um, repertoire when he looks at opposition lines. And you me- you mentioned it, the fact that I know Eichel, which is massive uh, down the middle for Vegas. But I thought so many guys on, on Vegas upped their game and played well enough to 
um, you know, just push the envelope and kind of keep the Oilers on their toes at times. Um, did you? Are you surprised at all when when teams really like? Okay, William Carlson went head to head with McDavid pretty well all night long, save for a couple of shifts. Does that surprise you at all, uh, Titch? When opposition coaches uh, really keep going to that, just because you know sometimes an, another line might be a little better option at times. Yeah, it's just sometimes if you, you if you sit down with a guy in the film room and you say this is this is what we need from you and and uh, that's that's your job and and you've got it in your head from the you know before the game even starts that what my role is today is to is to get on 97 and make sure that that he's not the guy that beats us and you know regardless of what I get you know I have to zero my my game in on 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 stopping their best guy because you know if you stop McDavid a very good chance you're going to beat the Oilers so if you have a player who's smart and who, who's strong on his skates and who has some speed and mobility and can play that role, then, you know, then why not? Right. So, you know, there's also the danger of if it doesn't work suddenly, you know, this guy's having the worst night of his life, but if a guy has proven that he can do it and, uh, and it's successful, then yeah, you keep, you keep going back to it until it doesn't work anymore. Rob Tichkowski with us on sports 1440. Um, just a couple of individual, uh, Kind of looks from last night. Vinny Dayharney had a really solid game. Just your thoughts on how the big uh, right shot D man played against Vegas? Yeah, this guy's evolution has been something else, right? Mm-hmm. He's a guy who was buried in the minors forever, a late draft pick, and and just you know just one of those afterthoughts that you know is never going to play in the league. And he comes up. I remember his first game. Like he's you know such an engaging person, and he has such a great story. And I'm just talking to some of the guys i'm just like i hope this i hope this big dude doesn't fall on his face and i hope he gets a couple of games in and can say he played in the nhl and here we are just a short time later and he's he's one of their top d guys in a in a playoff style game against vegas and not only is he this you know this big hard guy around the net who just loves protecting his goal and protecting the area he's he's blossomed into an excellent penalty killer and now you you know he's making some deft offensive plays right he set up that two on nothing shorthanded for mcdavid and dry saddle he feathered a couple of nice passes through like this he's his stock is really elevating uh, over the last little while so all the people who are who are crying that philip broberg isn't getting his look should maybe take a look at Vinny dearnay and say listen if you if you're patient and you put your time in in the minors and really work on your craft, and when your chance comes, be ready and, and you'll be able to do something with it because he's, he's been a really a feel-good story and he's the kind of defenseman the Oilers exactly need in a, in a playoff series, uh, like a playoff-style game like we saw yesterday. Rob Tichkowski, Post Media, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Just two games now that we've seen for the bulk of the contest that uh, Ryan McLeod, Dylan Holloway, and Corey Perry have played together. And there's something there. You could see it last night. And I think that's probably a line that is going to stay together moving forward for some period of time to gain some chemistry. But what did you make of them last night? Yeah, they had some looks. So that means that, that you're doing something right because if you get some looks against Vegas in a game like that, then things are going well. And it, it takes some adjustment, right? Like Holloway just got back. Perry just got here. Uh, it's going to take some time for them to get, you know, some 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 traction and forward momentum. But uh, I like all of the ingredients of that line. And uh, and once, you know, Perry is a little bit more comfortable and, and once Holloway, you know, has his legs back under him again and is, is feeling back to where he can be, it has all the ingredients, right? It has mm-hmm. it has some tenacity, it has speed, it has some size. So um, I, I like the chemistry of it. 
or the potential chemistry of it. And, uh, you know, it hasn't really manifested itself in, in production yet, but, uh, I, you know, I, I would for, for sure, uh, give it a few games here and, and see exactly what you have. Cause it could be something pretty good. Rob Tichkowski, our guest on sports 1440. So, uh, T-Bone, we get texts in, as you know, like every minute and, a lot of the textures, some of them say, well, you know, the Oilers had their best lineup and, you know, Vegas, as you said, missing a couple of key players. The Oilers just can't seem to beat these guys. Is there something missing here that you think they need to get them over this hump? Well, they they beat them earlier this year before they were even on this streak. So they're they're right there. They, they could have won yesterday's game. I don't think you look at the Oilers and say they're not in Vegas' league yet. I, I think it's it's you know, just basically in some instances what the bounces are going to be. But, yeah, the, the Oilers have to get better. And then and Holland has, you know, you saw Vancouver make the big move to get Lindholm and, and Colorado, you know, gets Parise or whatever. You know, the, the teams that are in contention are loading up and Holland has another bullet in the chamber with, you know, a first-round pick that he could spend. And, and, and then beyond that, I'm not sure what else he could use to leverage a player. But, you know, they've already added Perry and they got Holloway back. So they're They've had a couple of of additions, so I think that's that's the question for the GM right now: is, is what does this team really need to get us over that hump? And and that's what these next games leading up to the trade deadline are going to tell you. You know, the the streak was was great. It's a basically a mid season distraction. It doesn't it doesn't really mean a whole bunch. All it does is get you back into the playoff race and give the GM a little bit of breathing room so he can make a like a better, a more informed decision. Like, what do I need? Is it is it depth on defense in case somebody gets hurt? Is it uh, a top six winger to maybe, you know, replace Fogel? Or is it, you know, a, a veteran guy? Maybe Connor Brown should, uh, you know, go upstairs. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, I'm not sure if he's, he's going to be what they were expecting from him from the playoffs. So that's what Holland's going to have to decide over these next few games, uh, next bunch of games heading into the trade deadline because they do have to get better. I think as they are, I don't know that they, you know, it, not saying they wouldn't win a Stanley Cup in their current form, but I'm thinking you know we'd certainly increase your chances if you find that one key ingredient down the stretch and maybe another another veteran uh, depth guy to to bolster your lineup. If you take two of the top names off the trade tracker already in Elias Lindholm and Sean Monahan, and I I just don't see I would never have thought in a million years that the Oilers could acquire Elias Lindholm from Calgary, no. but. How busy do you think, you know, with those big names off, how busy do you think Ken Holland will be, uh, you know, here in the next three, four weeks? Well, I think they're in a fortunate, they've always been in that f- fortunate position where, you know, they don't need a top three guy. They don't need a top four guy. They don't need a top five guy, right? They're, they're the, the, the high end of their lineup is, is solid up front. So they're, they, they, they just need, you know, really good depth guys. And, and on defense, you know this. I mean, this this uh, this blue line has been freakishly healthy, and I don't know how long you can expect that to continue in through the playoffs. And you know, it you know it, it wouldn't really show up that well in the short term if you add a veteran defenseman. But if somebody gets hurt in game two of a series, and now you've got that guy, that's when it really pays off. So you know, he doesn't have to hit the home run; he just has to add 
those those clutch uh, uh, depth guys. You know, kind of like he did last year. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't add any, and he didn't add any stars, but uh, he he like had a Bukestad, guys that, yeah. yeah, yeah, just guys like that. Those guys, those guys are the guys who make a difference in the playoffs. Like they've got the stars. They've got Connor and Leon and Nugent Hopkins and Kane and Hyman. Like that's plenty. That's that's all the. That's all the offense you need, and these are guys that have shown that they're not going to wilt away in the playoffs, like Drysdale and Hyman and Kane. Those are those are playoff performers, right? So you don't, you know, you don't you don't need the high end guy. You need the the mid level guy with experience and grit and size. And mm. there's there's some of those guys out there. What what are the chances we have a a, a lose one win one scenario here? Because we we all all it's been is like eight game winning streaks, three four game yeah. losing streaks, sixteen game winning streaks. So and 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 further to that point, uh, uh, Titch going into Anaheim on Friday just to nip this in the bud and get back to a win, no matter what it takes. Because you know what's going to happen if they were to lose in Anaheim on Friday, everyone's going to go, yeah, here we go again. This team just isn't yep. ready, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, well, you do. You do have to avoid the the post streak letdown, right? You can't just say, you know, the you know our, our adrenaline's gone, and you have this sag because you're not you're not sixteen and zero anymore. You're zero and one in your last game, so you you do have to nip that in the bud. And like I said, the streak was was cool and it was fun, and it was you know only three teams in NHL history or NHL history since eighty three eighty four when they had it overtime have have ever done that. So, but the, the the bigger picture are the standings. Like you, you got to catch Vegas. Like the points are what matters. And 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 this game against Anaheim, it's it's not the 18th, but it's those two points that you absolutely have to get if you want to catch uh, Vegas and uh, uh, to get home ice advantage in that first round. Because it looks like these two teams are on the collision course unless somebody suddenly goes and catches Vancouver. Well, with that win, of course, uh, Vegas moves now seven points ahead of the Oilers. Uh, The Oilers do have the five games in hand, but they had crept a lot closer to Vegas in the standings. But yeah, 66 points for Vegas right now. Edmonton with 59. LA Kings uh, with 56 in the number one wild card spot. Titch, thanks so much for your time and getting up early. I know you're going to get, you're not going back to the rack, are you? Uh, No, once I got half a coffee down already, so I'll... uh... (laughs) I'll look out the window and wonder again where everybody's going. <laughs> what'd you rip off a pot this morning or what'd you do? <laughs> I, I grind my beans the night before and then I just get up and, and hit the button as soon as I get up. You grind your beans the night before? Yeah. And what what are we talking? Like what kind of, I bet you got special coffees and go everything. Uh, I, I don't want to sound like a, like a coffee nerd, but it's uh, half Starbucks uh, Verona and oh. half Starbucks uh, Komodo Dragon, and you mix them because one's too strong and one's not quite strong enough. So you do a fifty fifty blend, and you grind it up, and you put it in your thing, and oh. you get up in the morning and you hit the button. Do they do this at Starbucks for you, or how, you know when you go no, and get? No, I get a I get a uh, four shot americano when I go to the Starbucks. Well, you know what? When I think of Rob Tichkowski, I think of barista. That's the word that comes to mind. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> thanks, Titch. Appreciate your time, bud. All right, thanks. See you. That's Rob Tichkowski from Post Media.